Good morning, everyone watching live here on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments which market you are tuning in live from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. And on today's hot sheet, I will go deeper into the Zillow earnings report, which we covered yesterday. So we're going to do part two of that, plus Redfin's earning report, which just came out last night, NAHB, Wells Fargo, HMI, the most expensive markets in America, and a mortgage rate update you don't want to miss. Today is February 17th. It's a Friday. I'm Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Hit the thumbs up. It's the best way to support this show. And hit the thumbs up if you were with me yesterday as I just flew through the hot sheet, I'm going to be able to go a little bit of a slower pace today. Okay. We don't have uh, a mega event back to back from the hot sheet. I'm going to go into the Zillow's earning report part two, because I had to kind of really rush through it yesterday. My apologies, but we're going to go a little bit deeper today. So no worries. Share this up with somebody who's interested in all things housing in the real estate industry. Uh, and, and getting these up to the minute updates. As we go through today's hot sheet, you're going to realize why this is so important. There's so much data that we're getting that is lagging, uh, that is that is outdated. Something I'm going to talk about in a couple topics, I'm going to reference that. This show will break it down for you up to the minute every single time. Let me know in the comments uh, if you agree. Okay, we'll go to Zillow's Earning report part two, just a recap here from yesterday in case you missed it. They brought in $435 million in revenue during the fourth quarter of last year, and they lost $72 million. Uh, this is according to that earnings report for quarter two of 2022. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a large number, but Zillow plays big. Uh, it's actually way down from the $261 million Zillow lost in the fourth quarter of 2021. Of course, they're completely out of the eye-buying uh, game that they were playing, and they're now focused on taking their market share of having an impact or you know some type of share on transactions across the country, which is right now at three percent according to their data, and they're on a path to grow that from three percent to six percent by 2025. Zillow's last two earning reports have been focused on that one metric. That's their North Star. 3% market share to 6% market share of transactions across the US. You may say, oh, that doesn't, doesn't seem like a lot. Zillow would agree with you. They also don't uh, believe that seems like a big number because of how much control they have on uh, people using their, their website, on traffic, on online traffic. They had 200 million unique monthly users. Okay. So that was flat from last year, but we showed the chart yesterday. Uh, and it's, it's always available. Everything's available in our daily downloads. We showed the chart yesterday. I'll uh, show it quickly. It's uh, let's find it. Uh, let me find that first. So I'm not scrolling for you guys. We showed the chart yesterday where they are dominating the next 15 Top 15 real estate sites combined, ex excluding Zillow Group, excluding themselves year over year. Uh, Zillow Group year over year per the Comscore is up actually 1% year over year monthly unique growth. And the top 15 real estate combined uh, sites combined after Zillow are down 8%. So they just dominate online traffic at 200 million monthly users 
And uh, and anyways, okay, so they, they believe that 6% is low. So just keep that in mind. That's how they're thinking about it. They, they know that their stock will substantially improve if they get to that 6% between now and 2025. Uh, I do personally believe they'll probably get to 6%. That number seems very attainable for Zillow with the brand that they've grown. And, and what we're talking about is 6% with their premier agent program, right? Having a direct impact on the transaction, whether that's you know selling the lead direct or taking that referral fee, okay? They did say they want to tighten up their partners on the earnings call. Uh, they want a tighter set of partners and they've been doing that here as we start 2023. They want a little bit more control. Uh, they've seen early success in Raleigh, North Carolina, where they've done this. They've tightened up their partners and they've also attached Zillow home loans to that process. Okay. 15% uh, uh, loan adoption, but now it's up to 20% as they tighten their partners and that relationship of how they work together. Uh, so, so very interesting. And this is something that they are focused on expanding here in 2023. Their vision, of course, is to build this super app, a single digital experience to help customers across all their real estate needs, buying, selling, financing, renting. Uh, they're investing in the five growth pillars. Talked about this yesterday, touring, financing, seller solutions, enhancing the partner network and integrating their services. What I didn't talk about yesterday is this. Throughout 2022, they've built this integrated experience for customers and partners and they've spent much of the year creating products and services across those five growth pillars we just mentioned, and then introducing them into test markets as they become available. They've done that in Raleigh in 2023, uh, and they've also done it in Atlanta. They're about to expand this now to all four markets, Denver, Phoenix, further in Atlanta, and then further in Raleigh. This is an integrated experience. What they're doing and what they've tested in Atlanta specifically is they're doing a real-time touring experience for consumers. So if I order an Uber right now, I'm going to get one in within five minutes to go wherever the heck I want to go, right? Some markets, you might get one in less than a minute because they're all over the place, something like that. And then maybe some rural markets, it may take 10 or maybe even 15 minutes. But you can kind of set your watch to that experience of how quickly you're going to get an Uber. Zillow in Atlanta, and now these other four markets coming soon, are offering this same experience for home shoppers, where you click a button and you have a real-time showing set up for you. Now... Uh, you know, I think their initial vision was with Zillow offers buying homes, but, you know, Zillow being the iBuyer is going to be easy because these homes are going to be vacant. They did not get into the earnings call, the coordination with the seller. They did say it's very difficult and, and we've seen through their data, we meaning Zillow says we've seen through our data that buyers get very frustrated and decide not to use a Zillow partner agent when they can't get the showing at the time that they want. And whether that's because of the listing agent, the buyer agent not being able to go show the home at that time, or the seller themselves just not being able to accommodate. So there's 
some type of pro let me know if you're in Atlanta what's the process right now for Zillow to get all three on the same page listing agent Zillow's uh you know going to obviously have uh particular control of that and probably in that market the buyer agent um is is basically at the mercy of Zillow so you know hey if you can't go to this showing at this time we're just going to bump it to the next agent you have to confirm that you can go to that appointment just like you know an uber driver can't say hey i'm going to come pick you up in 45 minutes instead of five minutes you know some other uber driver is going to get that and you know what kind of uh, are these only vacant homes or is, has the seller agreed okay these are windows where you can just go free willy right so they're extending that into other markets this is something to watch i think that we're going to talk about Redfin in a second with their earnings report. I think the big mistake Redfin has made is, is believing that consumers only care about price, right? For years, Redfin has tried to be a discount broker and it hasn't worked for them in market share. In turn, you know, they Zillow is dominating them in the transaction count and on the they're 4x the size of monthly users on their website. So for sure, Redfin, uh, their discount model hasn't been as successful as what Zillow has done. What I think we've seen across every industry that we know for sure to be successful in the direction that Zillow is heading is how do we take friction out of the process? How do we do that in our local markets? Because Zillow's going to move fast on this. They're going from one market now to four, and they're going to continue, if this continues to work, to extend this into other markets. How do you take more friction out? Personally, if you're an agent, Maybe how do you leverage the Zillow frictionless experience? We know consumers are going to want that. We know that consumers want to tour homes when they want to tour homes and that that is never going to change. Okay. Uh, so touring is a big part of this deal. It's the point of sale where shoppers turn into transactors. If they can get into the homes more often that they want to see at the times that they want to see, transactions will go up with those particular Zillow leads. Okay. Uh, they're going to enhance their partner network in a way where they have a tighter set of partners. So listen, they got 200 million unique viewer. You saw the chart earlier. Um, Zillow has more traffic than the top 15 brokerages. And so if you're not looking to be one of those tighter set of partners, you're excluding a very large part of the market as an agent. Jeff says, as a broker, do you think there is any partnership with Zillow that would benefit brokerages such as online advertising. Uh, you know, listen, they mentioned this in the earnings call. Okay. I think where you're going with this online advertising is listing placement. They have a listing product that they're going to come out. I'm, I was uh, actually, Jeff, look at what a nice segue. We'll skip over our financing because we know what they're trying to do there. They're trying to get people to use Zillow home loans. Actually, I will touch on that after, but but I'll go right to what you were talking about here. This seller solutions uh, that, that Zillow wants to roll out this year. They acquired VRX Media in December. They launched uh, listing media services through Showing Time Plus. Showing Time Plus is not just Showing Time, remember. Showing Time Plus is where they house Showing Time, where they house Dot Loop. Now VRX Media, they have this, this uh, you know, Netflix experience of products, not content, but products for agents to be able to go and package together, together and, and subscribe to. Okay. So they were asked on the earnings call about this listing showcase product, which is not out yet. They haven't launched. We will launch it over the summer. 
uh, listing showcase is going to allow agents to get, uh, you know, beautiful photography and, and certain placement on their website. And so what I think you're going to have, uh, like, like uh, LoopNet has done. LoopNet is owned by CoStar, right? There's a there's a belief that if CoStar buys Realtor.com, they're going to get into this game of placing listings higher in the rankings than other listings. So I think the the opportunity for brokers, agents, teams, whatever uh, listing agents specifically is going to be to to you know go and ahead and market this property in a way where it, it gets. Uh, you know, a certain type of placement that could get more eyeballs on the property. Ultimately, the listing agent's job, any listing agent's job is to get the most amount of eyeballs possible on the property. And if Zillow is going to offer a product on the site that dominates the other 15 sites behind them, right? The other top 15 real estate sites, Zillow is dominating them. Okay. So if you're a listing agent, your job is to get the most eyeballs on the property and they're now offering placement on those listings, that's going to be a very valuable marketing tool. That's going to be something that any seller is going to understand. Okay, I understand the brand Zillow. I understand you telling me how you're going to get the most eyeballs on the property. Well, if you're not placing my property on the website that gets the most eyeball positions on Zillow, when they roll this out, this and they haven't said that they're doing this, is me kind of guessing, uh, then how the heck are you going to actually honestly tell me you're going to get the most eyeballs on the property? That's going to be a big product if they do that, if they do it the right way. Okay, we'll see what happens. Going back to uh, financing here just a bit, there's two ways uh, they said a customer starts their jersey journey and one of its financing first customer starts their moving journey with financing and gets pre-qualified before they are connected with an agent we know approximately 40% of home buyers start their journey this way that's just interesting to me if i'm an agent if i'm an agent and i'm hearing that if i'm a team leader if i'm if i'm a broker and i'm hearing that what are my daily i've said this before what are my daily conversations with my lenders looking like uh what kind of partnership do i have with them not hey do i need to go jv a uh you know a lender or any of that what's my actual partnership for us to help each other grow business and provide a great service to clients look like uh, okay if four out of ten buyers are starting their search that way i want to be in the game there okay uh, roughly 80 percent of zillow's prospective mortgage companies uh mortgage uh, customers excuse me don't have a real estate agent so 80% of that 40% doesn't even have an agent. So you can see where Zillow's heading on this. And Zillow said on Rich Barton actually said this, the CEO on the earnings call, he said, we know that the most valuable buyer lead or appointment rather, because they're going to be doing these, these tour appointments that we can hand off to an agent is a pre-qualified. So if they've got somebody that's pre-qualified, pre-approved with Zillow home loans, they've set the tour. That to me sounded like Rich saying, uh, those could be more expensive leads than the other leads in the future. Okay. If you're in flex, you know, it's a 35% referral fee. Sometimes those are like a set appointment or a loose appointment. You've got to confirm it. Sometimes there's no appointment. It's just, it's just a lead and it's 35% on the back end. When he said that, it sounded like he was saying those might be a more expensive lead. So you see where, where Zillow is trying to grow their revenue and grow their 
market share from three to 6%. They're trying to grow revenue in this financing model with the Zillow home loans. Uh, they might be trying to get a little bit more margin on more valuable leads. And then obviously they're trying to grow their market share. And this is how they're going to bring that stock back up over $100 uh, a share by 2025. That would be my opinion, not financial advice. The second way is property first. This is when a Zillow home loans lead comes back to us from a premier agent partner who is working with a buyer we sent them. Okay. So um, basically when they say it comes back to them, it's okay. They, they worked on a part, you know, on a, on a, uh, a lead that was interested in a home first. I just wanted to see the home. They didn't want to talk to a lender. And then what they're talking about is they, they want to try to get those partners to come back to them to use Zillow home loans. Okay. So, uh, then there's, there's a little bit more here. There was, there was an interesting comment that I wrote down. I mean, there was a lot to it, honestly, we'll link it up and you can, you know, you can read through, uh, the cliff notes. You could certainly listen to the earnings call if you wanted to. Um, the, the only final thought that I have that was, was interesting. It came at the very end of the earnings call. He said, we're going to look where we have partners and where we do it on our own and where each of those makes sense. It was kind of a quick little thing. It was, it was during the Q and a section. And so you can see where they're, they're getting into this, you know, having a lot of control on the transaction. They're really dedicated to growing from three to 6% market share. And, uh, I don't know. I just thought, I don't know if that was a slip, you know, cause they, they mentioned their partners at least 25 times on the earnings call. So, so th they were not, you know, old school Zillow, maybe five, 10 years ago would have said more stuff about the consumers. They said just as much about their partners, the agent partners as they did consumers. It was like 50, 50, but at the very end he did, I don't know if he slipped where he's like, we may do some things on our own. Uh, well, that model hasn't necessarily worked for Redfin, okay? That model where we're going to have our own agents. Redfin is just basically, and it, this is in their words, they're nothing more than a brokerage. They used to be a technology company, but they are just a brokerage. Their earnings report came out yesterday. What did those look like? Revenue of $480 million. Uh, it's a decrease of 25% year over year. $37 million gross profit. Uh, that's a decrease of 67% year over year. And these are year-end results, 2022. Uh, 44 million Redfin's mobile apps and website reached 44 million average monthly users. We we said uh, that's a decrease of 2% year over year. We said that Zillow was actually up 1%, right? We showed those 15 combined companies. Redfin would be one of them. Uh, Zillow gets 200 million monthly users. So you can see here, and listen, Redfin, in their words, uh, it's where is it? it's over here. Redfin is right. They are this. They are the number one visited brokerage website because Zillow, while they have a brokerage license in every single state, they don't consider themselves a brokerage yet as Redfin does. Uh, so 44 million a month. There isn't a brokerage I can touch that. It's nearly 5x more traffic than the second largest brokerage website. Okay. Uh, here's their mission, interestingly enough. They invented map-based real estate search. Okay, this is Redfin at a glance. This is the Redfin model right now. This is what they're saying. This is what they're hanging their hat on. Invented map-based real estate search. Okay, um, that's a feature, right? And that's a feature that is duplicatable. 
Uh, end-to-end product offering, offering sounds like Zillow with the super app where they want to control the entire process. Okay, so they're they're gonna they're gonna look at doing the same thing as Zillow on end-to-end product offerings. By the way, it's what every brokerage has been doing for the last twenty years: mortgage, title, insurance. Let's get more adoption from our agents. This is nothing new. Redfin sounding like a very traditional brokerage right now. Uh, remove friction with every with technology at every step. This to me, the company that actually solves this problem, there's still a lot of friction is going to be the one that really wins. And then it's this. This is their last, uh, their fourth, uh, you know, feature, you know, the, the Redfin at a glance here. This is their fourth fourth bucket. Unique employee agent model. Okay, they're really hanging their, their hat on this. Not sure why, okay? They're saying that, uh, you know, people are getting such a big savings because of this. We we know that less people are are using Redfin. This is just according to to their stats. Look at 2021 versus 2022. Real estate services are here in the red. Okay, that light red number. Um, that that's properties. Okay, this is going away. Okay, so that that's like their revenue model right now. The majority of the revenue is going away. It's called Redfin now. It's their eye buying. They're sunsetting that. So this large section here of their revenue is no longer going to exist. Real estate services, these are their agent services, declined from 2021 to 2022. So that they're they're not as likely as you know some of these traditional real estate agent uh, models or even some of these new models like an EXP or a Real to go out there and recruit more agents because they're employees. They got to pay them. Okay, so. You know, I don't, I just don't know what they're trying to do here. And, and their uh, earnings report highlighted that market share by units, it's 0.8%. Zillow's at 3% again. So they haven't even, they've been around 20 years. They still haven't even gotten 1% market share. Um, it, here, here's what their, their end to end product offering is their brokerage. Interestingly enough here, I'll give Zillow or Redfin a lot of credit for this 44% uh, of their 2022 transactions are on the listing side. Okay. So, so they are getting some listings They're getting some people to buy into that, uh, you know, that banner of 1%, uh, you know, commission. And then obviously they find out about the fees later, but some of them are sticking with it. Maybe that's why the public reviews in the end of the day are not that good. They, they really say, Hey, we, we've got great. They say they got great reviews. And then when you look them up publicly, they're not all that great all the time. 56% being on the buy side. Partners, uh, vetted partner agent network to assist with peak volume and adjacent geographics. So they partner with uh, where they don't have employees. They bought rent. Okay. So this is uh, uh, an acquisition they made in 2021, formerly RentPath uh, to help their rental business. And then they've got Bay Equity Mortgage acquired in April 2022. They're in 49 states. Uh High customer satisfaction with 4.9 out of 5 rating for Bay Equity on experience.com. Let me know if you ever had an experience with Bay Equity Redfin from either side of the transaction, if you're an agent, and what was your experience like? And then they've got the title and escrow. So essentially, Redfin is a traditional brokerage at this point where the, some of their agents are employees. Um, and, and they've got 44 million unique users. Okay. So to me, they've got to figure out something else. Uh, they've got great technology. They've got the best website of any other brokerage, uh, but they're bleeding money. 
The stock is uh, down over the last year considerably. They're back up to about nine bucks. I don't know where they're at today, but they're about nine, 10 bucks. Last time I looked, they're back up to a billion market cap. They were just at a half a billion. These earning reports weren't great. They're anticipating to lose more money in quarter one. That's their expectations inside this report. I'll link it up below. I don't know what got them in the last month to go up to a billion. Maybe just investors said, hey, they got too cheap at a half a billion. And then, you know, it, kind of after that co-star sniffing around realtor.com, you saw them pop. Maybe people think like me that CoStar will bail on Realtor and maybe go try to, uh, you know, do a hostile takeover of Redfin. Who the heck knows? I, I believe they're going to have to uh, get off of this discount model that they've been on for years because, listen, you've got two decades, Glenn, and it just hasn't worked out for you. So uh, what's what's also not working out is mortgage rates for builders, okay? But, but this headline here from Housing Wire could be confusing. This is what I'm talking about with lagging data. Builders are feeling cautiously optimistic thanks to lower mortgage rates. Well, I don't think they were polled in the last two weeks then because the last two weeks were back up almost to 7%. Temperatures are start uh, slowly starting to rise in many parts of the country as we head into spring. And so is the builder sentiment. So for uh, January's reading, uh, February rather, builder confidence in the market for newly built single family homes were seven points from a January's reading index of 42. Okay. So they're up seven points. This is how builders feel right now for, in February from January. I just got to imagine this was the beginning of February when rates were like hitting 599, right? For that one Thursday, two weeks ago from yesterday. Since then, we're back up to almost 7%. If you ask a builder today how they feel about the next 30 days, I don't know. We could be back down from this 42 number, which we're at right you know, right now, according to this survey, maybe back down to, to 35. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not that optimistic on how buyers feel. Look what they felt like in, in February. It's 81, right? On this index. And then you can see as the rates increased, they continue to go down. Rates were at 7% in this time frame right here. Okay. That's about the lowest they felt 33 to 31. They've been ticking back up because they probably see more foot traffic in January, but these rates get back up to 7%. I, I believe buyers in almost every market are going to be pretty cautious when it comes to newly constructed homes. Reason being, it's just too, it's too expensive for these guys to build. I feel bad for them. In almost every market right now, they've got to build above the median price point and for what they can offer out to the community because of how restrictive it is to build, how costly it is to get materials, how difficult it is to get labor. And so I think buyers are going to uh, not be looking at some of this new construction in some of these markets and some markets that did over, you know, build in a, you know, 200,000, a hundred thousand over the median price point for the particular market might have a hard time. And so I think their sentiment I, that there's a chance that that, builder sentiment to me is going to go down in the future and not up. So I think we're going to be living under 50 here for, for a little bit. And as it relates to the uh, NAHB Wells Fargo HMI housing market index. Okay. Uh, most expensive neighborhoods in America. This came out from Zillow and this is a table from Bloomberg. What are they? 
Florida sees massive gains amongst, among the nation's richest neighborhoods for single-family homes. There's actually just two states that make up the top neighborhoods uh, for most expensive neighborhoods. Your top two now are Florida. You've got three from California. And then the rest of the list is all of Florida. Star Island in Miami comes in at number one most expensive neighborhood in America. Port Royal Naples, which is just five minutes from where I'm sitting right now, came in at number two. Then you've got three Beverly Hills neighborhoods. And then you're right back onto the east coast of Florida with Jupiter, Miami, back into Naples. Uh, this is actually even, even closer to where I'm sitting. And then you've got three more in or four more in Miami Beach. So there you go. If you're looking to start a luxury career in real estate, there's really two states that you want to look at for an abundance of these opportunities. That's California, Florida. Of course, you could argue New York City and some other markets as well. But these are the most expensive neighborhoods right now in America. And they make up, they're all made up in Florida and in California. All right. Last but not least, I've got to touch on mortgage rates one more time. Not to depress you if you're an investor or a builder or an agent or somebody who just wants to see more transactions happen in this market, but there is a reality to what's going on. Housing wire mortgage rates inch closer to the 7% in the midst of a strong economy. Okay. So the, as the economy continues to remain strong, jobs, we've talked about that a bunch, uh, as well as, um, you know, retail spending increase and, uh, you know, inflation is actually, this is, this doesn't, you know, signal a strong economy. This is a problem, right? The other two would always be good things, but they're pushing this mortgage rate up. And what I th found interesting is right now, economists are actually saying they believe that mortgage rates may rise to the 7% level very soon. Um, I added very in, they said soon here, but amid the stronger than expected US economic performance, okay? The last time rates was 7% was November. But uh, George uh, Ratui from Realtor.com, manager of economic research said in a statement, he could see the 7% range in the next few weeks. I'd agree with him. I actually think we could hit it next week. We ended yesterday at a ridiculously high uh, number in comparison to just two weeks ago. We're almost a full percent up on the 30-year fix. Yesterday we ended, and you can see this line here, how fast that's just gone up here in the last couple of weeks. This is super abnormal. Yesterday we ended at 6.78, okay? Just two weeks ago from yesterday, we were at 5.99. Uh, I could definitely see a situation where next week we are at, 7%. The 10-year yield is up again today at 3884. Uh, could that hit four? We hit four on that. I believe we'll be at 7%. Okay. So we're, we keep inching closer to it. Certainly could hit it next week. We'll see what happens next week. Make sure you stay tuned into the hot sheet. Make sure you subscribe to BAM so that we can inform you up to the minute. I don't want you looking at those, the like the builder index, for example, and that's how they felt three weeks ago. And you're like, oh, man, builders are feeling great. All things are good. Uh, I don't know. If you look at the last two weeks, you've been paying attention to the hot sheet. It, it's pretty clear that I think it's a day-to-day -day situation right now. It's a week-to-week. -week. It's a super volatile market. Things are changing fast. Staying up on top of everything that's going on is really important. If you're, if you're echoing 
that particular headline uh, that we just that we just looked at, where mortgage rates are helping builders. Well, you could have said that two weeks ago at five nine nine. If you say that today, you look super out of context. We're almost at a high point again, right? We're at the highest point right now since November of last year when they were at seven percent. Okay, so having the information right now in a volatile market day to day is more critical than ever. Consider subscribing to the channel. Really appreciate you guys here as we close out week six of the hot sheet. And I'll be looking forward to seeing you back here Monday live, 930 Eastern. Till then, have a great weekend and toodaloo.